Bourbon Heritage Month comes to a close, but not before we conduct bourbon tasting maneuvers. This special Cigar Dave Show and Bold Alpha Combo Podcast is presented by Gurkha, the world's finest cigars, including the Gurkha Real. Connecticut wrapper comes to Gurkha. Mild, creamy, and smooth. GurkhaCigars.com. By New World from A.J. Fernandez. There's a new world for every palate, from the mild New World Connecticut to the medium New World Cameroon to the ultra-flavorful, bold, rich New World Oscuro. AJFCigars.com. And by Davidoff of Geneva. Introducing the new Camacho Nicaragua. Forged in fire, harnessing the wild flavors of Nicaragua. Camacho, live loud. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com. September, one of my absolute favorite months for two reasons. Number one, the National Football League and college football comes back in full gear. And secondly, it is National Bourbon Heritage Month. We celebrate bourbons and American whiskeys and we always wrap it up with a special bourbon and American whiskey tasting. Long ash greetings and salutations, a long ash snappy salute, Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Make masculinity great again. It is Cigar Dave and Alpha Dave, your global five-star general and Alpha male-in-chief, and we welcome you to this special combo Cigar Dave Show and Bold Alpha podcast. It is my pleasure to be coming to you today from the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa, and our special guest is Tommy Diadio, the senior Executive Vice President of Spirits Procurement for the three Corona Cigar Stores in Orlando and the Davidoff of Geneva Cigar uh, and Cigar Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. Tommy D, I haven't seen you in like two months since I've been gone. I know. You, you, you tr- you've been touring the world. Uh, no, just the Northeast <laughs> to, to escape the uh, heat and humidity. And I always get a text. When's Baron coming? When is Pendragon's Royal Baron coming back to visit? I brought him in a couple of days yes, ago. Yes, you did. Absolutely. All right. So, Tommy, it is National Bourbon Heritage Month, one of the best months of the year. We celebrate bourbons. We celebrate American whiskeys. But before we get into tasting maneuvers, we need to talk specifically about bourbon. Everybody thinks that they they don't realize that every single bourbon is a whiskey, but not every whiskey is a bourbon. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. Now, there are some regulations, legal requirements, according to the federal standards of identity for distilled spirits in the United States, bourbon must contain the following, or must follow the following prerequisites. Number one, must be produced in the United States. Number two, made from a grain mixture that's at least 51% corn, aged in new charred oak barrels, distilled to no more than 160 proof or 80% alcohol by volume, entered into the container for aging at no more than 125 proof or 62.5% alcohol by volume, and it must be bottled at 80 proof or more. Now, there is no specific legal requirement for its aging. Actually, However, th- actually there is. Well, wait a minute, let, me, let me get to that. Products aged for as little as three months are sold as bourbon. The exception is straight bourbon, which has a minimum aging requirement of two years. Right. And any bourbon aged less than four years must include an age statement on the label. Now, here's what's interesting. We have seen an explosion in bourbon popularity. And one of, the, uh, one of my favorites is the Jim Beam Black. Mm-hmm. Now, for many years, that was a minimum of eight years. Correct. Now they took the age statement off. Correct. Because they didn't want to be tied to having a bourbon at least eight years well, of age. They ran out of eight-year-old juice to, to sustain that. Well, not only that, but also they figured, they knew that because of the popularity, they wanted to get those bourbons out before yeah. eight years. Correct. So technically, because it has no age statement, it's got to be at least four years. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about the explosion, the popularity of bourbon. At the Three Corona Cigar Store and Lounges and here at Davidoff, you have a very unique bourbon program where you go up to the various distillers and you're one of the largest purchasers of single barrel bourbons. But what over the last 10 years when you've seen the explosion in bourbons what do you attribute that to? Price point where now it's starting to get creep up there where it's going to be made unaffordable but it was always the price point. 
But there's been a huge renaissance towards brown spirits. For a while, it was vodkas, and we saw gins. Tequila is another spirit that's going through the roof. But bourbon now, if I'm not mistaken, let me just take a look. I pull the figures. When we look at what the total market revenue for bourbon sold within the United States, it's now in excess of $3 billion. And bourbon made up two-thirds of the 1.8 billion of u.s exports of distilled spirits yep. not only do americans want bourbon the world wants bourbon right. and american whiskey because scotch has outpriced itself so you think that's why or oh, you it's think one of the reasons the, why the taste because the, the taste also is- too but when you have a price point where you're going to spend and it gets too expensive somebody's going to replace it with something and then people realize you get how good it was so that's why they, they drank it. But when we've seen the explosion of bourbons, when you look at the taste profiles, the fact that it does have a very different taste mm-hmm. than a single malt scotch mm-hmm. or a blended scotch whiskey, that it, it does have a bit of more of a sweeter type mm-hmm. of, of note because of the corn. And that's right. another thing. With that 51% corn, that does give it a little unique uh, sweetness. And again, it also has to be aged in new charred oak barrels, whereas the largest purchasers of used charred oak barrels are all the distillers in Scotland. Right, because they can't put scotch in a brand new barrel, so they have to have the bourbon distillers use it first, or rum, whatever they're doing a scotch in. So you really don't, I find that now with the the new charred oak barrels, you're seeing incredible new expressions. For example, the Jack Daniels Sinatra, they Mm -hmm. use special staves that they Mm -hmm. put in the barrels that just added a very unique flavor complexion to that. You can't really do that with Single bolt scotches. No. Maker's Mark does that with the bourbon, too. It's the Maker's Private Select. They, they, they pick your recipe and they put the staves in the barrel. Let's talk about some of the more popular brands. Now, technically, Jack Daniels is not a bourbon. No. It, it is technically a bourbon, but it isn't. There's a lot of controversy on that because it does meet the requirements for bourbon. Right. It, everybody thinks that bourbon must be made in Kentucky. That is not true. Mm-hmm. Not true in any way, shape, or form. But it is considered a Tennessee whiskey. They use what's called the Lincoln County process, Correct. where they take the, the juice, they take the bourbon, and then they put it through a filtration process through charred maple uh, oak wood. Correct. And it takes a lot of the oils off the, the bourbon because, again, with corn, you're going to get those oils on it. Right. So it smooths it out, which I find to be very pleasant. But when you look at other bourbons, I think uh, just one of the brands i think that's really uh, also exploded well there's a whole bunch of them that have really exploded but jack daniels at one time was a really a boutique bourbon mm-hmm. when or be, a boutique tennessee whiskey when frank sinatra consumed right. it but it's now really exploded but do you know it's the number one selling brown spirit worldwide it's i jack didn't realize da- that. Jack is it now jack johnny walker is number two jack daniels i can <clears throat> absolutely see because the popularity <clears throat> now my, my con- i have an issue because i am a bourbon purist I don't want cherry or maple syrup no. or any of the other fireball, all the other nonsense they put on that. But that's really one of the reasons. You for don't the want ground peach? I don't want peach. <laughs> I don't want pear. If I want fruit, I'm going to eat fruit. I'm not going to get it in my bourbon. But that's certainly uh, exploded. But let's talk about some of the other popular. We talked about Maker's Mark. The most popular brand out there is Buffalo Trace Products, which is Weller, E.H. Taylor, Pappy Van Winkle, Eagle Rare, Buffalo Trace. Anything that 1792 now is, is becoming unattainable. That is the most popular brown spirit bourbon company. That it, Once that bourbon comes out there, you're going to see the numbers just explode. Well, Buffalo Trace is a great bourbon mm-hmm. at a very affordable price. Right. You're at 25 bucks? 25 bucks for $7.50, $29 yeah. for a liter. If you, can fi- if you can find a liter. Yeah, I've never seen a liter. I've always seen the 750s. I haven't bought a bar. You want me to say it? I- I'm sure you do. You've got, you got about 10,000 spirits <laughs> behind the bar that I can see from here. I saw you climbing up, by the way. You've yeah. got a ladder because you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight that go right to the ceiling to yeah. get some of those. But what do you attribute Buffalo Trace, the popularity uh, over the last, say, five, ten years, how it's exploded in popularity? They have the best brands. They've kept the best brands. I mean, the flavor profile. There's just it's just the it's just a caramel explosion. They they're known for the best weeded bourbons out there, which is their Wellers, their William Wu Antique, their Pappy Van Winkles. And especially when you buy single barrels of it, private barrels like we do, they just it's a different level. 
Now, when you talk about the various types of bourbons. And Blanton's is them. And the, Blanton's, Blanton's is just and, crazy. And they also make Pappy Van Winkle, yes. which is quite popular yeah. and tough to get. But when we talk about bourbons, it has to be 51% corn. Mm-hmm. The 49% can vary. You can have wheat, you can have rye, yep. you can have a high rye content bourbon. But wheat, to me, just tames it, smooths yeah. it, very, very pleasant. Yes. You have to have a little bit of barley in there, too. Barley makes Bar- it all. Barley, too. Yeah, That's yeah, correct. A little bit. Not a lot, but they use a little bit of barley. So use your, uh, your Weller recipe, 60-something percent corn, 20-something percent uh, wheat, and the rest will be barley. That's what they do. There's no rye in a wheat of bourbon. Now, legend has it that... Elijah Craig, mm-hmm. a Baptist minister, distiller credited with many Kentucky first, uh, using uh, just three different processes. He's said to have been the first to age the product in chardo casks, a process that gives the bourbon its reddish color and distinctive mm-hmm. taste. Now, whether that's true or not, nobody knows. But Elijah Craig is another sleeper bourbon. Yeah. I like Elijah Craig. It's a, it's a very nice yeah. Uh, spirit. Yeah, and they make Parker's Heritage. They do Henry McKenna. Evan Williams is them. It's a great distillery. Every a lot of bourbons you buy. That's, that's Heaven Hill. That's Heaven Hill. A lot of bourbons you buy, like uh, Bullet buys from them. Actually, Bullet doesn't buy from them right now. Angel's Emmy's got to be buying from them. Uh, Kentucky Owl buys from them. They sell a lot of secondary bourbon. They, they have a massive bourbon barrels laid down. Interesting factoid. There are more bourbon barrels, filled bourbon barrels, aging in Kentucky than there are people that reside in Kentucky. Correct. Which is, or think about that. I mean, that's an incredible mm-hmm. fact. And it's grown because if you think about the large spirits players, the conglomerates that have come in, they purchased Angel's Envy. They built them a new distillery. You yep. see a number, Bullet was purchased. Bullet yep. actually started as a small boutique. They bought their juice from Four Roses. MGP. Nope. MGP is the rye. Four Roses was the bourbon. Oh, was it? Because Seagram's used to own That's right. Bullet, Seagram's owned. And all their juice was supplied by Four Roses. And hence why I picked Bullet Barrel Strength. It's right. still OBSO for Roses. The rest of it, uh, the regular bullet now since 2013 has changed from Four Roses to Jim Beam. Right. So when you look at technically what's going on, the conglomerates coming in and purchasing everything, uh, you're seeing just a, look, they go where the money is. Yep. And the money has been in the brown spirits. But again, from the time that someone says, great, I want to create a spirit and I want to uh, release that to market, Unless you buy your juice, as I call it, from an existing distiller, you're going to be waiting four-plus years. Correct. And some people are even putting two-year-olds two, two out there, which they shouldn't be. You ruin the brand. Right. And Angel's Envy, uh, I think that was Lincoln Henderson. No. no. Was uh, that Lincoln Henderson? Henderson was his last name. Uh, yeah, it was Lincoln Henderson. Henderson. And he passed away recently. But what he did was he took the juice that he required from the other distilleries, mm-hmm. and then he put it into a secondary. Portwood. Portwood, mm-hmm. which gave it a very unique yeah. flavor, and then the bottle, the package, and the rye is aged in a rum cask. Right. So everything is unique. Now, when we talk about, there's some distilleries that have popped up the last number of years. One of them that comes to mind right off the bat is in St. Augustine, yep. northeast quadrant of Florida. St. Augustine Distillery. They came out with a very unique bourbon that is through the roof. They they put it in a small oak charred oak barrel, then into a large oak barrel because of the summer heat and the Florida heat. Doesn't need that much time mm-hmm. aging, but that thing has exploded yep. as well. So is uh, Horse Soldier, another person. Horse Soldier, yep. right here in St. Petersburg. Yep. We've had them on yep. before. Great story, uh, veterans yep. that have a great story and that make a great product. Actually, they're opening up their tasting room. Yeah, uh, it's beautiful. That, that whole still wet place down in St. Pete's gorgeous. We were there a year ago, uh, taping, uh, recording a show with them. And they had just started work, and they said, yep, we're going to be done by January, and I think they just finished. Yep. So it took them a little bit longer uh, than necessary. All right, before we get to our first tasting of libations, we've got something very important that we must do, and that is conduct national cigar litation maneuvers. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Tommy, you have just presented me with an Atabay, very unique cigar. This is called the Ritos, single cigar, $33 suggested retail. Tell me the story behind Atabay. Well, if you look at the Atabay, they look like the Cahiba Bahik. They do. And the guy that uh, runs Atabay is the guy that does all the packaging for for uh, uh, Habana Sassé, and he also did the Padron 50th Humidor. So it says all the origins of the tobaccos unknown 
we think that there's Cuban tobacco in here. We think, we, me and Jeff think the Cuban government owns this. <laughs> there's, come on, do you really? We do. Oh, come on. We think it's the FDA, like, stakeholder in the United States if it ever gets left at the embargo, which, you know, we just got rid of. You can't bring any cigars and liquor back again. Well, they say the wrapper is Ecuadorian and yep. it's from Costa Rica. Right. And you don't see right. very many, I think, do you remember Tony Borhani? Yes, Bahia I remember cigars? Him. Yes. He was big back in the day, and they were manufactured and rolled in Costa Rica. Right. And they grow very nice tobacco yeah. in Costa Rica. So very interesting, very nice-looking cigar. And this particular cigar, as uh, yep. I look, this is a 6 and an eighth inch in length with a 55 ring gauge. So I'd call this almost a Super Toro. It's got a lot of heft yeah. to it. And you've got about an inch and a half of oh, long yeah. ash on there so far. So I'm going to enjoy today as we fire up on this bourbon tasting maneuver edition, combo edition of the Cigar Dave Show and Bold Alpha podcast. The Atabay Rito suggested retail again, a hefty $33. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Now, because this is a very elegant, super premium cigar, I've got my cigar scissors that I brought along with me, Tommy, because you can't just use a double-edged guillotine or a punch on this. This requires a very special cut. So I've got my cigar scissors I have pulled out from my humidor. You can hear it right there. That's what I would use today. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. From the Cigar Dave R&D Labs, I've got my CCK. This is the Chinese Communist Killer. (laughs) Listen to that flame. Telling you it is like a blowtorch, man. Get President Xi Jinping and all the top commies, fire at them, vaporize them, problem is done. So I will use the CCK on this Atabe Ritos cigar. Cigar, cigar pre lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. All right, I'll now cut the end of this Atabe, taking my time. Very nice. Put just the right amount, and as I toast the foot of this cigar, Tommy, give me some of the flavor notes and the flavor complexion. You, you're going to get a lot of uh, spice and wood notes in this cigar. Um, if you look at the thing, it says the origins unknown, or the filler is usually what it says. I don't. The wrapper definitely is Ecuador, but the right. filler is what the origins unknown. It's got it a beautiful Ecuadorian oh, yeah. wrapper. I mean, just magnificent. Almost looks like Connecticut wrapper. Oh yeah. Very nice. Now, thirty-three bucks. It's very creamy. That's a very stiff price. How do these sell? We sell a lot of these. We're 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 really uh, great at selling uh, something that somebody wants to smoke one great cigar, right? And en- and just enjoy like maybe tomorrow might be your last day. <laughs> but when people start smoking this, they like they get spoiled because it's just so so much flavor. Right off the bat, as I have lit this cigar. Yeah. This Atabay, I'm getting some definite creaminess. Oh, yeah. Getting a little nuttiness. Oh, yeah. Nuttiness. Spice. Uh Wood. I was going to... Yeah. Very nice. Mm. I'm a little farther into it than you. Yeah, by about two inches. Yeah, I couldn't wait. Thanks for waiting. (laughs) (laughs) All right. As we get ready, as I take the first few puffs of this Atabay, we will take a quick pause, and we'll get ready for bourbon tasting maneuvers on this special Cigar Day Bold Alpha Combo Podcast. I'm often asked, General, I'm looking for a nice, mild, medium-bodied cigar that's not overpowering, that I can enjoy in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, maybe with some nice espresso or coffee or a nice scotch, cognac, port. What do you recommend? Very simple. The Gurkha Real. Cannot go wrong. Since the second the Gurkha Real was launched one year ago, it has become an instant hit, a huge seller. Why? Because it's consistent, it's smooth, the construction, the complexion of the cigar are delightful. It starts with an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, a Dominican Olor binder to give it a touch of sweetness, and it uses Nicaraguan and Dominican fillers. And the result is a cigar that has nice notes of creaminess, mild to medium flavor on the palate. On a 1 to 10, it's going to be in the 4 to 6 range, so it's not going to be overpowering. It's not going to be harsh. It's a cigar that will give you nice notes of sweetness that you can enjoy, as I said, any time of day or night. So if you're looking for a cigar that you can pass out to friends, to associates, to enjoy together with those that may not be experienced connoisseurs, the Gurkha Real would fit the bill. And for those of you that are experienced cigar connoisseurs, you too 
will enjoy the Gurkha Real. Gurkha Real, GurkhaCigars.com. We continue with National Bourbon Heritage Month as we conclude the end of this fabulous celebration with a bourbon tasting. Tommy Diadio, our guest, Senior Executive Vice President of Spirits Procurement at the three Corona Cigar Stores in Orlando and the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. Tommy, what have you selected today? I know you've got a nice lineup and a special one that we just tasted in your very private tasting room before we began broadcast maneuvers. So I picked the Eagle Rare Single Barrel, 10-year-old. We do our own private barrel of it. Then we're going to go to the uh, E.H. Taylor Single Barrel. We picked our own private barrel of this, but you can buy these versions. They're single barrels in the store, too. The Weller Antique 107. My single barrel, uh, well foolproof single barrel. We picked a bullet bourbon barrel strength. It's batch four. I also have batch three and two at the bar, which the earlier versions was an OBSO Four Roses. I think they still make this Now, when you say OBSO. That's the recipe they use. There's 10 recipes at Four Roses, so this isn't an OBSO. Okay. And then we after that, we have the Hill Rock, which is uh, Dave Pickerel. Um, put them on the map. He was used to be the Maker's Mark Master Distiller, and yep. he just recently died. Whistle pig. About a year. Yeah, we yep. had. We I think it was about two years ago. We actually had Dave on yep. about three weeks before he passed yep. away, and did whistle pig. He was known as the Johnny Appleseed of uh, craft distilling yeah. because he really was the guy that was the first call. He, he created a fantastic consulting business yeah. by people that said, "Look, we need somebody with expertise," and. Dave was the guy. Oh, yeah, he's done Woodenville. He's done, he revamped George Washington's distillery up there, too. That's right. There's more of them, too, he's done. And people forget. Black and McCall- with Metallica is another one. People forget that our founding forefathers were not teetotalers. They no. enjoyed their spirit. Now, everybody thinks that uh, bourbon is the quintessential American spirit. Believe it or not, rye whiskey was yes. at first. Yeah, rye was everywhere. Pennsylvania, that was everywhere. Vermont. Correct. Because there wasn't as much corn grown on right. the eastern seaboard until they moved into the Midwest. Right. So now it has been supplanted. But rye's making a comeback, Tommy. And it's oh, yeah. got more of a, almost like a peppery spice yep. sizzle on the palate. Yes. But it's making a big comeback. Indiana is a major place for rye. Everybody sources it from there. Canada, Alberta. Um, unfortunately, the taxes are too high. Nobody does anything in Pennsylvania, right. Washington, or Vermont up in that. But they do make so much they make great rye they can but the taxes up there kill them i'm bernard sanders i am from vermont i represent vermont every master distiller should pay 150 percent taxes they're making a killing they're selling more bourbon and whiskey than they know what to do every american should every distiller should pay more taxes can you hear bernie saying that i mean i can I, I can just see bernie <laughs> doing it you you are billionaires and billionaires and zillionaires as master distillers you need to pay more in taxes <laughs> we need your just, money need, oh please i mean only guy i know that says 100 percent is not enough we want to tax you at 150 yeah. percent yeah. so you pay us even more than what you've made of course the great bernard sanders hey that's another we won't get into that now but Let's start off, Tommy, with the first selection. First one I poured for you was the Eagle Rare 10 single barrel. It's a 10-year-old, and in the store it is a single barrel, but when you pick your own barrels like this one, they give you the best of the best. Now, let's talk before we even – let's. you know what? Say cheers. Yep, we'll cheers. taste that. All right. Take a sip. Nice. I love Eagle Rare. Mm-hmm. Very smooth. I'm getting some nice notes of citrus. Mm-hmm. Caramel. Yeah, caramel. You have the spice Slight the warmth. warmth. Swamp this from the from the barrel. Yep, because it's ten years old, and usually your single barrels when you pick them, private barrels, they're eleven years plus. And I'm getting the real sizzle on the tip of the tongue mm-hmm. and in just the back of the throat as it yeah, goes and that's down. That's the rye you also you taste it from the tingle because this is a high rye uh, formula. So even though it's fifty one percent corn, it's got it's a high rye with, is what the mash bill does for this. All right, so one more time, this is the Eagle Rare Ten. Eagle Rare Ten. In fact, we had it here, but Leah said that there were a group of people that, that wanted the Eagle Rare 10, correct. so she took it from she us. She took the bottle okay. with, my, with my Corona Cigars exclusive silver sticker on it. There you go. Now, let's talk about the process in which you go out and uh, decide which barrel you're going to take. Because people forget that in a rickhouse, on every level, there's different heat, variations of climate, that you can have a barrel sitting right next to each other, and it'll have a slight variation. They taste so different, especially if they were distilled on two different days. Mm-hmm. They're going to taste different. All right. Now, next up, we've is got the 
E.H. Taylor single barrel, which has exploded over the last couple of years. But this was the first private barrel with our gold sticker on it that came into the state of Florida. So four barrels came into Florida this year. Two have dropped already. This was the first one. How many bottles do you get out of a barrel? Well, if it's 90 proof, you're usually going to get about 220 to 260. Now, you sell them <clears throat> exclusively. You pour them yep. at the three Corona cigars in Orlando and the Davidoff of Geneva mm-hmm. store and lounge here in Tampa. But you also can sell them, correct? I sell them retail, too. Sometimes I do what we call my bourbon packs, my snack packs, where you get three bourbons and three things for the, for the missus. And since it's so hard to get bourbon, you've been watching all these people buy these packs. This whole table is filled. Already. Right. They're all gone. They're gone. I remember in grade school, remember the Hunt snack pack with pudding or, yes. or fruit? These are much better. <laughs> these are much better. <laughs> Give these to kids in school and see what happens. So I was lucky with this 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 uh, Taylor that there's Mashville 1 and Mashville 2. I got the one with the higher rye, rye in it. Or higher rye kind. When now, it gives you the little 5% more rye. Now, before we sample it, give us the process. I know that you and Jeff Borshowitz, yep. the uh, owner, founder of Corona Cigars, Sometimes we'll go up, but because traveling's been kind of uh, well, it's not just traveling. We we buy about seventy. We're about seventy barrels a year, so I can't keep flying places, right. and Jeff can't. So we have them send our samples, and they always send us great samples because we've been buying since like oh seven barrels. So they'll send you. They'll pick say six, eight different barrels. Yep. And then they'll mark it, and then you do a yep. tasting, a vertical tasting yep. of all of them, and then you decide which one Correct. Uh, is best. And what is your criteria? Do you want certain bourbons that are at times that are more spicy than others, some that are no. maybe mellow? I, I want an explosion on your mouth where it hits the front, middle, sides, and everything all equally at one time so it pairs with any cigar. Because when you get a bourbon sample that's not hitting the front of your mouth and it just hits the back, right? you can't pair that with every cigar. So we try to get... What I call explosion of flavor, which when you try the regular E.H. Taylor single barrel, even though it's a single barrel in a store, they give you older ones. And they give you like tier fives. Five's in the middle. Five, four or five is in the middle. That's a sweet spot. A sweet spot. You want four or five. All right. So as Nish Patel would say, this is like a party in your mouth. It's a party in your mouth. All you right. So we'll say cheers. Colonel E.H. Taylor, your single barrel. Feel that sweetness. I'm getting it's sweetness. The whole time. I'm getting it in more of the mid to right. back of the right. Of, but you still the get tongue. the sweetness. It's hitting the front. It's right. It, it's coating your whole tongue. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for the other guy on the other coast, I tasted his and we just pushed it to the side. It was nothing compared to this one. Really? Yeah. This now is, I'm getting some lingering. It's 100 proof too. Wow. I'm getting lingering sizzle yes. on the tip of the tongue. Yep. That's what you want. Yep. Very nice. Now sometimes you get three samples that aren't always going to give you that effect, but. Now, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to put just a splash was, of water. That was way more than a splash. No, it was not. It was that a was splash. Big. It was about a half a capful. Uh, consumers, that was way more than a splash. That was not <laughs> more than half a splash. But what I find is sometimes if you put just a half a capful of mm. branch or spring water, that it does not only mellow it out, but it can open up some flavors. It can if it's uh, the higher proof. The I think the people at the table right here would get on the microphone and say that was more than a splash. Now, I'll tell you, this... <laughs> Nah, it's not more than <laughs> But as I taste this, it mellows it out. A little bit creamier mm-hmm. on the palate. Mm-hmm. Very nice. It's so good. Mm. Now, a bottle of this runs. Retail is eighty nine ninety five, but somebody resold this bottle on secondary for 450 bucks. Really? With my sticker on it, yeah. Really? Yeah, people want this. Mm. And how many of these do you have left? This one was 180 yield. I still have over 100 bottles of it. Okay, when did when did this come out? This came out in June. So recent, mm-hmm. earlier this summer. Okay, very good. And then, so you say 70 barrels you buy. Ballpark, what are we looking at for cost of a barrel? Man, some of them are 15 grand. Some of them, like the Whistle Pigs, are 25, 15 to 25. Some are $4,000. And we, with that, you can keep the barrel, too. Yeah, They'll we, give you Jeff the barrel. Jeff puts tobacco in it. We do beer in it. We do coffee in it. Um, we send them back to Mexico, and we put tequila in them. We, we have three private barrels of tequila coming, one with Burns Steakhouse, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. We do a lot of collaborations with the world-famous Burns people. Where's Tampa Bay co- Whiskey Society we do a lot of collaborations with. Now, you can't ship these across the country, but if somebody comes no. into Orlando or Tampa to visit, they can come right in yeah. because you have a special, what's called a 4COP, so you can actually sell. Yeah. Not And not every state has that, so you're allowed to sell right. right out of the store. Some people can ship liquor. Florida is one of the states you cannot. Right. Ooh. 
That's fantastic. So you're talking various price ranges. Now, talk this about used to be 59 bucks in a store, but since the, the retailers are just marking these up now because you, can, you can't get them. You know, I tried to get Buffalo Trace a few months ago. Paul Wheatley. Couldn't, couldn't get it. He doesn't want to leave Kentucky, man. He's, he's all about just making bourbon and being there with the family. No, but I just tried to buy it in the store to get, to oh, get no. a bottle. You, no, can't, you, you can't find it. You can get it from me anytime. I know I, I can get it, it from you. I'm still waiting for my uh, my port, my 20, uh, 20-year-old tonic. I have it under there. You've never been back. You've been gone on vacation oh, with I thought Barron. You, remember, they were back order no, for No, I have it now. You've been on vacation with Barron. Real quickly, I, I forgot to tell this to you, and I may as well tell it to you on the air here, that when I was up in Connecticut, I was in Niantic, Connecticut, and uh, went to Costco. Mm-hmm. So I had to pick up some wine for Cigar Mother and Cigar Sister. And they happened to have a bottle of port, right. 10-year Tawny Port. Right. So I looked at it, and I said, okay, it's sixteen ninety nine or sixteen ninety five. How good could this be? I figured, you know what? For less than a 20 spot, right. no problem. Tommy, it was excellent. Yeah. I compared it side by side with uh, Taylor with uh, all of the other ones, with, with Fonseca for sixteen ninety five, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Then I went back because, again, Cigar Mother, Cigar Sister needed more wine. They have a, a, a bottle of cognac, $24.99, and it was XO. So I figured, all right. So one of the guys, as I was looking at it, said, let me tell you something. That is the best deal. That is a steal. Pick a bottle yeah. up. You won't regret it. All right. I figured, again, my expectations were yeah. low. Tommy, I was blown away. And I'll bring a bottle because I need to purchase another bottle. It is phenomenal. It really is incredible. So you get great spirits at great prices, and you never think about that. The best sleeper for cognac is Hein Cognac. Oh, I love Hein. Hein Hein makes Davidoff's cognac. Oh, do they? Yes. Uh, Hein is excellent. But again, it's a brand that doesn't get a lot of attention because of Corvassier. And 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 Hennessy. Hennessy and Remy. And Remy Martin. Exactly. So, yeah, Hein is is another sleeper. So... What we see now is when you look at Buffalo Trace, to me, if you say, hey, I need a bourbon, I don't know anything about bourbon, you get a bottle of Buffalo Trace for 25 bucks, yeah. you can't go wrong. Yep. Cannot go wrong. And back to Colonel Taylor. Colonel Taylor was the uh, godfather, the grandfather of Bottle and Bonded Act. Right. So that's why it's 100 proof. It's Bottle and Bonded. It's, it's made in the same place. It stays in the same warehouse and in the lock and key, in and out, a Bottle and Bonded warehouse. Now, Buffalo Trace Distillery and their brands are owned by Sazerac, based yep. down in New Orleans. Yep. And they're very big. Uh, but really, when you think about it, I think Buffalo Trace was not around, what, 20 years ago? No. Uh, no. Nope. They've exploded on the scene. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, now, Colonel e- now, when you say that, I, I picture Colonel E.H. Taylor as being the southern genteel colonel. That talks like this, that I need a little bit of bourbon, my friends, and let's have ourselves just a little bit of fine spirits yep. as we enjoy our fellowship and camaraderie. Yeah, I can back, just picture it. Back in the day. With a mustache. Almost looks like Colonel Sanders. Yep. Mr. Stagg was the businessman. Stagg, that's right. George C. Stagg, he was the businessman. Now, next up, we've yep. got the Weller Antique yep. 107, yep. the so, original weeded bourbon. Yep, so William Wu Weller created the weeded bourbon back in the day. And what is said is uh, eventually uh, Julian Van Winkle came to work for me, gave him his recipe. It's the same recipe as Weller. They, Maker's Mark says they create, his wife created the recipe. That's not true. It all came from Weller. It was the first weed of bourbon ever. This we'll is my s- favorite we'll bourbon is Weller. Wow. Mm. Oh, Major yeah. sweetness. 107 proof. And just has a little bit of warmth on the tip. Oh, not yeah. a lot. From the proof. And I'm not getting a lot of warmth on yeah. the back of the palate. If you I'm put a throat. drop of water, not a, not a whole... Here. Trough the water in there like you were doing. It will tiny, tiny, not a lot, tiny, tiny bit because there's not a lot in there. That's a little too much, but no, 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 wait, just, hang on, hang on. Uh, just a little bit. There you go. That's it. And you swirl it around, open it up, it'll get rid of that little bit of heatness. But that wheat yep. gives it that sweet. It's all caramel. You get a little bit of orange oh. in there. It's just just a drop of the water yep. made a difference. And this open is my own up. private barrel. This would have won gold medal in San Francisco if ever, anybody ever tasted it on it. Now, I'll tell you, this would go great with a Maduro. Oh, yeah. A little bit of sweetness. Any cigar. Any cigar. Even a, a Connecticut-wrapped, mild, creamy yep. cigar would go very nicely, but very pleasant. And, again, Weller, another brand mm-hmm. from Buffalo Trace. And your party, look, there's no getting around it. You are not impartial. You favor, you like Buffalo Trace. I love Buffalo Trace. I am, this is what you want to have on your bar. Now, next, this tell you is, what, hold, hold, hold yep. that, hold that, because we'll take a, uh, a quick time out here. 
And when we come back, the Weller Foolproof, F-U-L-L Proof, Full Corona proof. Single Barrel. That's a Corona Single Barrel. All right, when we come back, we'll sample that. Without a doubt, A.J. Fernandez is amongst the most highly touted cigar masters, cigar blenders, and cigar tobacco growers in the cigar industry today. Based in Nicaragua, he has multiple farms that grow exceptional cigar tobaccos, and he is able to expertly craft cigars that have great taste, great unique flavors on the palate. And in commemoration of the founding of the New World, he and his father, Ishmael, got together and created the New World line of cigars by A.J. Fernandez. There's an A.J. Fernandez, Connecticut, for those of you looking for a mild-bodied cigar. If you want a medium-flavored cigar that's got nice notes of spice with a bit of sweetness, the New World Cameroon would fit the bill. And Cameroon is a very difficult wrapper to get, tough wrapper to work with. A.J. has just absolutely hit it on the head with the New World Cameroon. And if you're looking for a cigar that's ultra-flavorful, that's bold, that's got a very, very rich taste, the New World Oscuro would be the bill. So the New World has something for every palate. The New World Connecticut, the New World Cameroon, or the New World Oscuro. Check all the New Worlds out at AJFCigars.com. Tommy, we talked about the Weller Full Proof. Tell me about this. This is basically an antique, what we just had. So straight out of the barrel, Weller Antique is 114 proof. So you literally can make, when you pick a single barrel, you can make it an antique or foolproof. I got to tell you, for a 114 proof, yeah. it's pretty damn smooth. Wait, is that? That's it right oh, there. Oh, I thought that was it. No, that was the antique. That, that, was, that, that, that was so good. Okay. Let me take a sip here. That has cleared my nasal congestion yes. very quickly. That is stiff. There's no doubt. Not for me. No, no, not for you, but definitely has some sizzle on the end of the tongue mm-hmm. with some sweetness. But it's still singles on the front. Yeah. Mm. Woo! That's like having a fireball candy at the tip of your mouth. That's because you don't like that foolproof stuff, but this could have won gold medal, too. Now, I'm going to put a little, a little bit of, bit of water, water will change in a little bit, too. Yep. My so barrel one that's upstairs is much better than barrel two. I got news for you. Even cutting it with a little bit of branch still has got some... It's a great bourbon. If your nose is stuffed and you run out of Vicks inhaler, this would be great. The Weller Foolproof. Don't believe him. It's true. Really I'm good. telling you. This, this is really I didn't good. say it wasn't good, but it's got some serious heat. There is no doubt about it. Now... Of the ones we've sampled so far, what's the most popular in terms of sales? Oh, anything from Buffalo Choice Sazerac. Anything. But what's your number one? If you were to say... My number one selling bourbon is Blanton's. Really? Across the board, Blanton's. As you see, all my Blanton's to-go packs are gone. Uh, Gone. Gone. Yeah. E.H. Taylor, almost gone. Wow. How about Makers? Makers 46. Makers sells sells everywhere off-premise in a bar. You come to this bar, you shouldn't be drinking Makers or Makers 46. I'm sorry. Look at my selection, that wall. Now, let me ask you this, Tommy. You get that anywhere. Many people come in and say, listen, I don't know what I want to buy. Do you do a flight where you say, look, we'll give you a sample of three or four? Can we do flights. Do- we do uh, flight uh, bourbon flights. We do scotch flights. We do flights. Which is great because here's what I tell people. If you don't know what you want, get three, four guys together, buy a flight, do a nice vertical tasting, and then you can see which one you gravitate towards. Correct. It's a good way to go. Now, this one... Is this bullet. is the bullet bourbon barrel strength? I picked batch four for us, so bullet all at one time was four roses except the rye, which was MGP. 2013, Jim Beam took over the bourbon because four roses so small, it couldn't it couldn't sustain doing it. But the 10 year old and the barrel strength was four roses up until last year, or it still is. I'm not sure if that contract ran out. Well, you know, there's an interesting story according to Tom Bullet. The son of a preacher, great-great-grandson of the original creator, August, Augustus Bullet, developer of the modern brand. He had this story that it was produced up until his death in 1860. He got the original recipe. Nobody knows if that's true or not. It may be 100% bullshit, but nonetheless. No, what's, what's funny is, is he took two, of the recipe, two, two recipes of Four Roses to get it as close as possible, and it was literally like 1% off 
for the original wrestling but board. But who knows if it was? It's come on from 1860. I'm just telling you, who it, knows? It was. I think it's he was, had it written down. I think it was. I've met Tom Bullen on bullshit. I met man. Tom Bullen. Yeah, Tom bullshit. I mean, that's what they ought to call him. But the reality is, he created a nice brand and he sold that brand. Yes, for a pretty. Yes, amount of money. and he was consulting with Diageo for a while. Yeah, he was one of the first to really come out with the craft uh, uh, bourbon, even though he yeah. didn't distill it right. himself. And Jefferson's was another one. And, you know, when you look at the cigar industry, there's a lot of parallels. You look at CAO cigars. They never made their own cigars, yeah. but yet they really created great cigars and marketed, sold them. So there is a model out there where you say, look, I don't want to get into distillery, but if I can find great distilleries, Get great juice, age it properly. It's a good way, you know, to get yes. into business. Now it's getting very saturated. Yeah. It's getting very tough. So the reason why I like this one a lot is it's OBSO. So uh, Four Roses has an E E and a B. E is higher corn, and then uh, the B is higher rye. Now, as I take a sniff of this, and always on the, the nose, use. I'm telling you that it's oh, got yeah. like almost a eucalyptus yeah. aroma to it. Mm-hmm. It's very unique. And Four Roses has 10 recipes. Woo! And that really This is higher up. proof, so you're going to be in for... All right, we'll say cheers. Take if he doesn't like this, folks, you have to try it because this is really good. That's not, to me, as full oh, man. as it, the foolproof from Wellington. It hits your whole tongue, though. It, it this does. This whole thing hits your whole tongue, and it just... It's candy on your mouth. But I'm not getting as much heat. I'm getting a delayed... Spiciness, almost a rye type taste mm-hmm. on the tip of the tongue. You're getting that from the B. Yeah. It's higher rye. And always the yeast strain that from Four Roses. Now, I'm going to cut it just a little bit. I know, Tommy, this is sacrosanct. I'm not using any water. I'm just putting just a splash, not a lot. All right, now let's see how it changes it a little bit. Now, this is called the Uncut Limited Bottling Frontier Whiskey Barrel Strength. Yes. So, again, it's the highest spring. proof we've tried so far. Yeah, just a little bit of branch water opens it up. Tames it a little bit. Too tame for you. That's so nice for me. It's so good. Now, here's what I tell people. There's just like cigars. There's no right, there's no wrong. Same thing with spirits. And if you find it's you like the taste but it's a little bit too much heat, yeah, it'll cut it with some water. water. Yeah. That's all. Or if you don't if you like it a little chilled, yep. get a nice one of those big yep. ice blocks or yep. ice balls. Always take two sips of it cuz the first sip will coat your tongue, the right. second second sip will be what's on your mouth. Mm. Drop it just a little bit at a time, swirl it around, mix it. Very nice. It's really good. Very pleasant. So, Tommy, when you, when, when customers, what's that? This is the Hill Rock. Okay, we'll get to the Hill Rock. That'll be the finale. Yep. But before we do that, let me ask you, when people come in. You want to end with a pappy? Of course. Do I want to? What a dumb question. Do I want to end with a pappy? Tommy, what a, come on, really? Seriously. I mean, do I want to end with a pappy? Well, end with a pappy. I mean, that's like saying, you know, do you want to enjoy your harem of, you know, 32 bodacious <laughs> babes? No, nobody says no. Well, some people may say no, but not this five star. That's a, that's a pappy. We'll get into pappy because I want to talk about that. It's very unique. Very, uh, it's, it's really got a myth in and of itself. Yes. But when people come in, somebody comes in and says, listen, you know, you get a lot of people that are new to cigars. You guide them. Somebody says, I'm new to bourbon. Yeah. I'm new. I don't want anything that's going to burn my mouth. I don't want anything that's going to, you know, go crazy. What would you recommend? Four Roses Small Batch, 90 proof, a lot of flavor, great bourbon. You want to stick them in that 90 tier, 1792 Small Batch. You want to stick Maker's Mark is, is consistently a great bourbon. It's a great bourbon made. You know, remember there was a controversy with Maker's Mark where they were going to actually change. They actually made some of those. They did. And, the, and they're worth a fortune now. Let me tell you, they received so much backlash where people said, that's not what I expect. And you got a lot of loyalists that say, hey, yeah. this is what I've been buying. They rescinded that within a weekend. Part yeah. of it was on the show. I said, why on earth would you be doing this? Yeah. It, it makes no sense. But to me, Maker's 46 is just extra smooth. Yeah. 90, yeah, the 92 proof. Oh, that's that's an absolute beauty. So, uh, uh, Makers would be one. Yep. Four rows of small Four batch. Four rows of small batch. 1792 uh, small batch or 1792 single barrel. Buffalo Trace, Eagle Rare 10. Um, now, I know it's not technically considered a bourbon. It's a Tennessee whiskey, but Gentleman Jack to me. Gentleman Jack so consistent or Jack Daniel single barrel. Yeah, but to me, I love Gentleman Jack, and they put it through a second mellowing process. Right. So what they do is, when the before the juice goes into the barrel, 
they actually put it through the Lincoln County process, Correct. mellowing it through the maple charred oak. And then after it comes out of the barrel for Gentleman Jack, they do a secondary yeah, right. filtration. And it is just so ultra. So I tell people, if you're going to have a couple of brown spirits, one of them you should always have Gentleman Jack. Old Forrester's another one. Old Forrester's great, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely taken off. All right, so stand by on that one, Tommy. And we come back to wrap it up. We'll be enjoy- t- Give us what we're going to be enjoying, Tommy. We've got the, the, the Hill Rock. And, and the Pappy. Then, and the Pappy. All right, that's a great way to end things as the final and concluding segment of this special. Combos, Cigar, Dave Show, and Bold Alpha Podcast comes your way next. Brand new cigar just launched from Camacho, where their theme is Live Loud. And the cigar that captures the essence of Live Loud is the brand new Camacho Nicaragua, forged in fire from the volcanic island of Ometepe that produces cigar tobaccos with full frontal flavor, notes of sweetness, spiciness, oak, expertly crafted for those of you that want boldness, richness in a cigar. The new Camacho Nicaragua comes in three sizes, a Grand Churchill, a Toro, and a Robusto. And each of the cigars starts with an Ecuadorian wrapper, Honduran binder, and a three-country filler blend, Honduran, Dominican, and the special Nicaraguan tobacco that really sets the Camacho Nicaragua apart. It is a unique flavor profile. On a scale of 1 to 10, I say this is about a 7 to 8 in terms of intensity. But it's a well-balanced cigar, nice notes of cinnamon, of spice, very rich. It is the brand new Camacho Nicaragua, forged in fire. Live loud. Camacho, available at DavidoffGeneva.com. As we wrap up National Bourbon Heritage Month with our bourbon tasting here at the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa, Tommy, you have selected two beauties to wrap up. Now, I discovered Hill Rock when I was up in Connecticut. It is called a Solara Aged. Very unique. Talk about that. So basically they put a bunch of cask in a massive cask. And they blend it together. So that's what the Solera is. And I'll tell you, Dave Pickerell, another one that was the guy behind it. And uh, it has just gone gangbusters based in the Hudson Valley region of New York. Correct. And she works for Barbara Corcoran. The lady owns it. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. I know there's a husband. or I don't know if it's a husband and wife, but it's a the, male the, and female. The wife does. She the works wife for does. Okay. Corcoran. Gotcha. So this is Hill Rock. Yep. And this is unique, though. This is yep. a different one that we're tasting. Yep. So we'll say cheers. What is this? This is a Hill Rock single barrel that I have for, selected for us, too. So it's another single cask. Mm. Mm. Wow. This has great sweetness. This is beautiful. Tommy, I've got to tell you, this is very pleasant. This is delicious. I mean, this has got, even though it's a higher proof on the single barrel, this is just incredible sweetness, smoothness. Mm. I'm getting a little bit of orange. On the note, not much sizzle on the end of the tongue. This is beauty. Just a beauty. Hill Rock. And again, this is different. This is not their regular Solera. This is their, what, single barrel? It's a single barrel. Yeah, it's a single private cask. And a little bit. Are you buying that? Yep. I already did. Okay. Well, mark me down for a bottle. You got it. It's fantastic. Very, very nice. And again, Hill Rock was one of these that, again, really a unique artisanal bourbon that has exploded on the scene. And I tell you, we started off with a half a bottle when I was up in Connecticut uh, in the house. And actually, I found it in one of the uh, pantries. Within about three weeks, it was gone. So very oh, yeah. pleasant. What do they get uh, suggested retail for? 129 It's expensive. It's expensive. Yeah, even the regular Solera yep. bourbon, I think, is roughly around 95 yep. 80 yep. something like that. It's not cheap. Very boutique. All right, let me wait. I got to finish this first. This is so good. Fantastic. All right, Tommy. This is the Pappy 20 in the back. For the grand finale. Now, I had the Pappy 23 a few weeks ago. You don't like the 23. No, it's just too old and it's over. Some some editions are good, but it's bourbon at 23 years old starts to retain most of the bourbon. It's all spice and hot. Right. But you, and there you would add more water into it. Because yeah, it's proof one, it's proof tire at ninety five. What is the mystique about Pappy Van Winkle? Because you can't get it. That's all. And what's the story? It was people the, want the, what they can't get. The Van Winkle family that that uh, went over to well, that, Buffalo Trace. Yep, and William Wewer let them use their recipe, and Old Van Winkle is the 
10, which is up north, you know, is Rip Van Winkle used to, he fell asleep at the tree, woke up years later, and he was 50 years old or whatever it was, 50 years older, and then you had this big beard. So that's the old legend from up north, like Sleepy Hollow. And when it goes, I mean, you'll see them. It's almost impossible to get them at regular retail. Yeah. You can't get them. So you, you see the Rip Van Winkle Bridge up there. That's where that, that originated from. Most of them are lottos and raffles for liquor stores that you can get these at. So suggested retail for this bottle of Pappy Van Winkle 20 is how much? It's supposed to be. Supposed to be uh, about $159. What, it, what you usually walk into the store, it's usually about $2,000. Is it really? Yeah, 25 to 2500 to three grand now. 23, I mean. How many of these bottles are you able to get? I mean, we usually every year get at least one for each store. Sometimes we get six. You know, the 20, same thing. You know, the 20 has been a little scarce a couple of years because that guy that was stealing Pappy right. and Winkle from the distillery was all the 20. So what, what's for a glass, a pour? We charge 100 bucks for a 1.5-ounce pour of wow. 20. Fantastic. And now it's going up to 150 in a lot of bars. Well, I can tell you, we're going to make sure we finish this. So we'll say cheers. Cheers. The Pappy Van Winkle 20. Ooh. It might be. Mm. Might be that one. Did you pull from here? No, I just grabbed that. Mm. No, that's got more sizzle yeah. than the Hill Rock. I'll tell you in a second. No, that's the Solera. I have the right glass. This is great. Now, the noticeable. Butterscotch. Butterscotch, noticeable sizzle on the front. Oh. And sometimes when you age a bourbon too long, you get too much woodiness. That's the 23. You're That's correct. the 23. And if you proof it too high, even at 15, 15, you, you can also get a lot of heat too. So if you were going to be a master distiller and you were going to create your own, what would the optimal aging time in wood charred oak barrels, what would that be for you? With time, you have to lower the proof. Okay. But you, you can't lower it too much because if you lower it too much, there's nothing. It's too low. So... Like we had the Heaven Hill 27, they, they proofed it at 90. I thought they should have proof, proofed that at like 93. It would have made a big difference. It's something you got to keep, you got to play with. I just put a little bit of branch water in here, yeah. and it still has that sizzle yeah. on the tongue. Yeah. So very, very nice. All right, Bourbon Heritage Month has concluded. Tommy D, as always, many thanks. And uh, you need to include me on the tasting sessions like Jeff used to do <laughs> when the single barrel samples come in. And I remember Jeff, I was in his office in Orlando. And he just got the shipment. There was about six. And I think it was four roses. Yeah. This has got to be about, I'm telling you, at least eight years ago. Yeah. And we sampled them all. And I said, Nat, you know what, Jeff? Too much sizzle. This has, I didn't care. I said, this is the one. He said, that's exactly the one that I picked. Right. So it's really interesting when you go through how, again, some of these barrels can be in the same row on the yep. rickhouse. Yep, next to each other. But five, ten feet away, and it makes a big difference. Yep. And that's the cool thing about single barrel is everyone will have a unique flavor yeah. complexion to it. Correct. All right, Tommy D., many thanks. As always, thanks to uh, you for the hospitality here at the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge. As we conclude National Bourbon Heritage Month, don't forget, make sure that you subscribe to the Cigar Dave and Bold Alpha podcast. Give us a five-star review. Cigar Dave, the general saying, may our humidor always be full. May our cutter always be sharp. May our ash be extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Enjoy the rest of National Bourbon Heritage Month.